Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After spending the last three weeks on the road with away games, uh, what is having two back-to-back -back home games mean to this team, especially in December toward the end of the regular season? Well, Matt, I think you, you're always excited to get a chance to play in front of your home fans and even more so at what we've experienced over the last three weeks. I think we're all looking forward to being in front of our fans and hearing them cheering for us. And uh, But it, there's a lot of excitement about playing at home in front of our fans. And then you guys are going to be facing Mike White this weekend uh, for the Jets. You played him once last season in week 10. Um, what do you see in Mike White in, in the last two games he started in and then I guess the game that you guys faced him in as well? Yeah, and the clips that I've had a chance to watch, Matt, he seems like he's playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, he's throwing for a lot of yards before had a big game yesterday uh, from a statistical standpoint and just seems very confident in what he's doing and, and, and a real good command of the offense and what the coaches are expecting. So uh, we'll have our hands full trying to contain him and, and, and deal with uh, some of the many factors they have within their offense. Focusing in on Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano and just how the two seem to complement each other with their abilities in playing what is a bit, it's my words, I guess, a bit of a unique system with this, this two linebacker set that you guys use is, you know, can you, can you ex expound on, on, on what they do together um, and, 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 and how, how impactful they are um, as a tandem like that? Yeah, I think some of it goes back, John, to the experience they've had working together. We've seen growth in both players as individuals over, over, over time. Uh, Tremaine has really raised this game to another level from a leadership standpoint, as well as his playmaking ability here in 2022. And the same has been true for Matt. And so I think the fact that they've played together for the number of years they have, they both are improving at a great pace, which really helps our, our defense, which helps our team. Uh, it's great when we're able to keep both of them on the field at the same time. We've had a few games where we had one and not the other, uh, but their symmetry is unmatched in the way they handle uh, the run game and how well they play in the pass game as well. They are, 
really the prototype linebackers that people want today, guys that can really handle what needs to be handled between the tackles and, and on the perimeter as well in the run game, but yet have the athletic ability to be able to match up and cover running backs and tight ends uh, and not end up in mismatches. So uh, the, the, the time they spend in the classroom, the time they spend together off the field, the things they do uh, with one another, I think that that's what attributes the success that they've had uh, playing together. Because, I mean, the break-in period for both of them, because I don't think, you know, I, I'd have to go back, but I, I don't know if they played this kind of system in college. So what was that break-in period like, and, and, and how much, you know, you talked about how, you know, the, the symmetry between them, how much have they grown together? But, I mean, just the break-in period, I, I guess, is what I'm looking at, uh, focusing it on. Yeah, you know, they're, the, the way they came in is a little bit different for each. Uh, Matt. John stood up before our, our guys, uh, I think the night before we played uh, either Cleveland or Detroit and just talked about uh, his growth from when he came out of BC to uh, Buffalo and how he was a, a backup and just waiting his time. Uh, and then he got into this, this, this system uh, where, you know, it's primarily two linebackers on the field and he just continued to grow as he learned more about what was asked of his position. And then you look at the way Tremaine came in, first round pick, uh, starting very early on, uh, you know, their, their break-in period were, were, they were both a lot different. And they both have really come along in their own way and grown into the players they are today. And John, they, they are really infants in some ways in their development, they, they definitely, Matured and grow. Tremaine's been to Pro Bowls. Matt's going to go to Pro Bowls. But they are not at the peak of their performance. They are still improving. So uh, it's great to see. Uh, but their break-in periods were, were a lot different. I mean, I mean, going back to Chicago, could you have envisioned being successful with – I mean, is – okay, sorry. Is this is – this is, is their success in this defense – more of, 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 of how they play or just more how the defense is, I guess? I, I really believe both Matt and Tremaine, no matter what type of system they were in, they both be successful players uh, at the linebacker position. They are those type of athletes. You could put them into almost any system. They're going to be good. And they, are, they, they really help make our system what it is because of their athletic ability and their, their intangibles that they bring to the position. Uh, but they're the type of players that could be good in just about any system. And the last thing for me, pardon me, I'm taking all this time up, but you got, so Matt Milano actually stood up before the team and, and said more than maybe 10 words. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because afterwards I told him he did a good job. He said, man, coach, uh, I, didn't, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to say, but he handled himself extremely well and he did say more than 10 words, uh, but he did a really good job. More playing time for Tredavious White this past week. What did you see from him, and, and how did he come out both physically and mentally? Yeah, we were really encouraged by his play. Uh, the fact that he was able to play an extended number of snaps uh, compared to what he had gotten the week before was really good for us and really bodes well for the future. Uh, his coverability, his tackling, I mean, everything about what he did uh, only raised our confidence level in watching him play. So uh, we're excited about his growth and the things that he was able to accomplish uh, in that ball game on Thursday night and looking forward to more. Uh, we'd like to put more on his plate in this next ball game and just, uh, just see him continue to grow with his snap count 
And, uh, I mean, it makes us a better defense when he's on the football field. What went into the decision to plug in Xavier Rhodes and, and what did you see from him throughout the game? What were your impressions of his performance? Xavier did some good things for us uh, in that ball game. And we traced it back to uh, Dane had been sick uh, during the week, really only got one day of work that, that Wednesday or Tuesday, which was a Friday for us, uh, of work. And so we were really concerned about uh, his strength and how long he could last in the ball game. And uh, so we decided to uh, give Xavier that start uh, because he had pretty much uh, gotten those reps in practice. And with the time that he had on task and the time that he's been with us, we thought he did a lot of good things in that ball game and he should continue to grow from there. How about the decision to go without Kair in the game? Yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, and that had as much to do with special teams as being uh, in the defensive backfield because you know, with Dane being kind of iffy, we would have liked to have had Kyrie available, but because of the numbers, it really didn't work out that way. I'm curious, you know, obviously uh, when Vaughn went down, you guys sort of had to approach the second half against the Lions a little different defensively. There was a lot of blitzing. Um, and then last week against the Patriots, Lawson and Epinesa were out there quite a bit. I you know, normally you rotate more bodies. How do you think that they held up? And is that something that you feel like is sustainable in the next few weeks as you, you know, figure out other injured parties. Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, Shaq and A.J. really performed well for us. Shaq ended up in the game ball uh, because of his performance. He was an impact player in that game, both in the run game as well as harassing the quarterback. So uh, really pleased with, with the things they both were able to do. And you're right, their snap count was up primarily with, 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 in Vaughn's absence, uh, but they handled it extremely well. And you know, we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, you know, every week is a little bit different. Uh, but based on what we saw on Thursday night, they can handle the reps uh, for sure. We just got to make sure that the rotation is where it needs to be. So when we do get to the fourth quarter, we've got fresh guys out there. Uh, and looking at the Jets, what have you seen from Garrett Wilson? It seems like uh, he's on a bit of a heater right now, if you will. Yeah. Wow. You know, he, uh, he really stands out. I mean, he's a guy that they're for sure targeting and getting the ball in his hands, and he's making things happen. Uh, he, he's going to be a really good player. He is a good player, and uh, his future is very bright, and we're going to have our hands full trying to contend with him. But he's a guy that they are making a focal point uh, within their offense. What does uh, guys like DeMar Hamlin and the rest of your defensive backs supposed to do when you're going to try to make a play? You maybe have an opportunity for interception, and you co collide with the receiver. I saw it in a couple of games yesterday, and it, it, it's, it's almost impossible to you, – you can't stop because you're, you're in full – you're going full speed. Is there anything uh, DeMar Hamlin could have done differently in the, in the game Thursday night on that hit, hit in the end zone? Yeah, it's, it's so much tougher today, uh, George, but it, there's so much emphasis on player safety that anytime you're up near the neck and head area, they're going to flag you for sure, uh, even though – uh, sometimes the receiver, as he's about to catch the ball, you know, he could be lowering his his target as well, moving the target. And so it's it's a challenge uh, for, for defenders, uh, but that's where the game is today. If you are around that head or neck area, uh, you're going to get flagged and potentially fine. That's just a, that's, that's, that's where we are. And, and your take on Tremaine Edmonds' play in the uh, Thursday night game. Uh, seemed like his reads are starting. He looked like he's picking up the reads a lot better and reacting a lot better than uh than in, earlier in his career 
Oh, yeah, he's definitely grown in that area. For sure, George, he's much better at being able to decipher uh, what type of runs he's getting and, and when it's run versus pass on play action as well. So he's grown, which you always hope from his first year to his second year. And now at this stage of his career, he I mean, he's got control, uh, complete command of what's what the offense is trying to do. And that's helped him to become a better football player and helps our defense as well. Just care to talk about how physical Tremaine Edmonds were for you guys on Thursday night. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really believe uh, because of his ability to be able to uh, recognize things as quickly as he does, Monkey, that has a lot to do with his physicality. He's grown so much as a player uh, from a physical standpoint. When, what I mean by that is it's not just his statue, but the tackle. He's got so much better when it comes to tackling and being physical with his tackles as well. And that's helped us. His pass defense has improved. His overall play has improved and his leadership has always been there, but he's taken that up to another level as well. So we're really pleased with uh, the way Tremaine has progressed, uh, really pleased with the way he's tackling and, and getting from uh, one gap to the next and then finishing plays. Uh, so very encouraged by his play. Now, you know, having guys like Tredavious White back and obviously the veteranship of uh, Xavier Rose, how comfortable does that make you feel to try to mix it up a little bit more than, than most and, you know, then basically in the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, when you when you have some some veteran players who kind of been through it before, it does give you some uh, some liberties to maybe try some things here and there. Uh, but you got to do uh, do it within reason. You know, does it fit what we are as a defense uh, when you go to some of those changes along the way? But it definitely makes a difference when you've got experienced guys out there that have done it before and done it at a high level for sure. How important it is for you guys to stay on the attack versus the Jets this week? Uh, it's very important. Uh, I mean, they've got a good offense. Uh, they put up a lot of yards uh, yesterday and points. And uh, Mike White has shown that he can really uh, throw the ball around the ballpark. And uh, we've got to do a really good job of covering it and, 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 and trying to find ways to slow that offense down. But they've shown they're more than capable of moving the football up and down the field. I was curious when, you know, with Xavier getting more practice reps with Dane dealing with an illness and all that, is there anything he's doing that, you know, made you specifically want to increase his role versus is there anything Kair's not doing that made you feel like, you know, Xavier should play over him? Is there anything like, is it obviously special teams, as you said, is involved here too, but from a defensive perspective, what has transpired that made you comfortable having, you know, Xavier up and Kair inactive? Yeah, we wanted to be able to take a look at Xavier. You know, we've had him here now, Elena, for a few weeks, and this was the opportunity to be able to do it with Dane's situation being what it was and then special teams uh, being where it was. And so that doesn't mean that Kyra is going to be out of the rotation. It just so happened for that ball game that was an opportunity to take a look at Xavier, and we wanted to take advantage of that. And then in this situation with a young guy like Kair, who obviously wants to play and all that stuff, what do you say to him? Like when he has to sit down a game like that, like what's that conversation like? Yeah, I, I can tell you exactly. You know, I just tried to encourage him uh, once we made the decision uh, as to what we were going to do. And I just told him to keep his head up and then just learn from the guys that were playing. And when you, when you watch the tape, I even talked to him about it today, just going back, looking at Xavier, looking at Tredavis, looking at Dane when they were out there and just picking up things as, as, as you go, because I mean, your, your, your number could be up uh, a lot quicker than you would think. So you don't want to be pouting. You don't want to be sulking. Uh, you want to be learning. And I think he, he took it the right way and, and he'll be back on the field at, at some point soon.
Are you happy, like his development over the course of this season, has it, have there been a lot of positives, do you think, and how, you know, he's been developing overall? Obviously he's dealt with injuries and, and that sort of thing, but how Kair has been developing in his rookie year? Yeah, really pleased with the progress he's been making along the way. And, you know, uh, Atlanta, even this past week, uh, this past ball game is a part of that growth, uh, just being able to handle adversity, like the injuries that he dealt with early on. And, and so that's part of the growth as well. So. Uh, if he handles it the right way, it's going to help him throughout his career. And he has been handling things the right way. Uh, so we're excited about his future and look forward to when he's back on the field. And then last one for me, we had talked about when Trey was injured, you know, how the uncertainty kind of played a role there with not knowing exactly when he might be back with Vaughn now going on IR. Does it help you to know that, you know, you're, he's going to be out at least this certain amount of games we can plan X, Y? Does it help in terms of what you're doing to plan what this defense will look like in that time without him? From a planning standpoint, for sure. And it's not, it's not necessarily what you want, but yes, to answer your question from a planning standpoint, it creates some clarity as to how you have to approach things and what guys you need to get ready as opposed to wondering if Vaughn's going to be ready this week, next week, or next ball game. So, yes, in that way. But look forward to when he's back, i tell you that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.